Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Work Rate Podcast. This is our AEW review. I am Mike Fend. I'm joined, as always, by Brad. How you doing? I am excellent. Super hyped up. Awesome day of wrestling yesterday, and then Sony had their conference today and the new Matrix trailer. I'm living. It's it's going well, man. It looks like my Jays may make the playoffs. They may get in. Oh, That's nice. kind of cool. I thought they were out. <laughs> They lost like nine straight, and now they've won one nine straight. Or it's they didn't lose nine straight, but they went on a skid, and now mm-hmm. they they're a game and a half out. Nice. So that's cool. Nice. Currently leading the Yankees, who they're chasing. So that's fun. So anyway, I don't even watch baseball, and I'm tired of the Yankees. <laughs> oh yeah, they're they're a fun team to be rivals for. I'll <laughs> I'll just say that they're yeah. fun to play against. Okay, so let's start getting into some of this news. Let's start with um, let's start with the Triple H stuff. Yeah, this is pretty so, scary stuff. But yeah, so I guess a week a week or so a week <laughs> or so ago, they hit this pretty well. Um, Triple H had a health scare. He has a genetic heart issue, and he had an operation on his heart. Apparently, he's recovering well and uh, looks to make a recovery. Uh, full recovery, but uh, well, I don't know about full recovery, but um, he looks he's to, I, well. I don't want to speak mm-hmm. wrongly there, but he, uh, he looks like he'll be okay. Um, I don't really want to speculate on whether or not this was why he stepped down or this and that, but uh, yeah, I'm happy to see that he's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all that matters that he's okay. Cause all wrestling stuff aside, you know, he's a father of three kids and stuff. So exactly. He's doing well. By, by all accounts, he seems like a good guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, over to AEW. AEW signed our boy, Lee Moriarty. Yeah, buddy. Um, I was legit in tears last night when I saw that. <laughs> I was legit in t- I was sitting on the toilet. <laughs> when I got this message and I had tears <laughs> and I I was 15 minutes late to watch Dynamite because I was just fucking messaging people and tweeting about Lee Moriarty while on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> I was so happy, man. I have I own two pieces of merch. No, I own one piece of merch from an active wrestler who's not with AEW, and that is Lee Moriarty. Yeah. I am so happy for this guy. He's yeah. so good. He's such a nice guy. He's he put in the work. Mm-hmm. He's been all over the country, all over the world. Yeah. He's been wrestling. He's been doing shows in Mexico as well. He's going to do work with New Japan as well. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome, man. Yeah, like the outpouring of love for him on Twitter just speaks to his character of how excited everyone was for him to get signed. And I guess Tony uh, Khan brought him out on stage to do it right before Dynamite started, which is cool. Yeah, he did it on Dark mm-hmm. or maybe Dark Elevation, I guess. Um, I guess he had a, a match with Daniel Garcia, which... Legit, that's a dream match. Yeah. <laughs> it's one that uh, like would probably happen if you gave the Indies just a week longer to book <laughs> matches. Yeah. <laughs> it would happen. Um, for people that don't know, Lee Moriarty, he's in 
he's in the mold of a Daniel Bryan or in the mold of a Jonathan Gresham, Mm -hmm. that type of guy with, uh, he's, he's technical, but with a little bit of the, the high flying, he did the Pepsi twist in his last match Mm -hmm. with, uh, on AEW and Chicago did not pop for it. And I was pissed. (laughs) Is it your Chicago crowd? And you don't know, CM Punk's move mm-hmm. when Lee Moriarty does it in front of you. I was I was mad. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it's uh it's good to see him on there. So Ada, I mean, Garcia is not officially signed, neither is Yuta or so we think. I don't know. What I'm the really surprised is. Garcia hasn't got the all elite. Same with Yuta, because they're on every week. Yeah, they're on every week, and Garcia has main evented. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and yeah. got and got time and was the first person to beat down cm punk mm-hmm. um just in case before i go on do you mind turning down your mic just yeah. a bit because sometimes i don't catch it until we're about 10 minutes in there you go. um yeah so just great stuff um yeah so if I if I could name the the three hottest wrestlers on the indies that are all in the mold of the biggest name and best wrestler in wrestling, AW just got them all. Mm-hmm. They got they first had Yuta, then Garcia, then Moriarty. I would love for them to get their hands on um Kevin Blackwood as well. Yeah. He's more of a striker. He's more in the mold of uh, if you could mix like Shibata with Finn. Yeah, he's a, he's a little more like that. He's a I'm, he's a kicker. A I'm kick surprised boxer. they haven't used him more because I know he's really good friends with like the Butcher and the Blade, and he's got connections. And mm-hmm. he's he's tied at the hip with Garcia. They were in that car accident together. Yeah, yeah. they're the Buffalo Boys. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Puff, uh, Megabyte, Ronnie. Blackwood and uh, Garcia. They're the Buffalo Boys. Yeah. Who are now officially uh, signed uh, Tiger Driver guys. So that's yeah, cool. That's really cool. I'm definitely going to buy some of their merch because mm-hmm. I've tried to buy Blackwood's merch before and it doesn't ship to Canada. Dang. Yeah. So Exciting I know times. Tiger Driver does. <laughs> Anyways. That's so fun. I can't wait to see his first match. Hopefully it's next week even. Like, mm-hmm. oh. I can't wait to let to let them let him loose, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because I I've watched him on the indies. And when someone's on the indies versus on Dark, for example, you can tell that they're holding them back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just because they want their own guys to look more impressive. Yeah. But I'm really excited for Monday to watch that uh to watch that Mori- Moriarty Garcia match because normally those matches just before they get signed are really good. Yeah, gotta show up. Yeah, it's exciting, man. I love it. It's good stuff. Just keeps hiring all the cool people. It's it's kind of nuts. It's nice to see the good guys get signed. And and I heard some rumblings today about like about Brian Cage. <laughs> Apparently, he's foot and mouth disease is continuing to Uh-oh. hamper him. And Uh-oh. the people are thinking maybe that's why, or no, theorizing that maybe that's why he's not getting necessarily the push hmm. that you would expect from him. But like, 
sign more guys like Lee Moriarty if you're yeah. concerned about that. Yeah, is sure. is all I will say. Mm-hmm. If you're concerned about some of the character of some of the guys you have on, sign guys like Lee Moriarty. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. On to Dynamite. So I quite liked this match a lot. I I heard that some people thought this match went a little long. I thought it was good. I thought Dustin looked good. This is the Dustin versus Alistair, or not Alice, Malachi Black match. I thought it was great. I, I, I love this fun. match. It was a lot of fun. It's awesome. Yeah, some people, I think they just want to see Malachi Black just squash people, but it's pretty boring if he did match. Yeah, yeah, it'd be pretty boring if he did. Can't squash everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus, Dustin's the, the crafty veteran. What's his yeah. slogan? Five decades in, so of course he's going to be able to have a, some tricks up his sleeve and stuff to yeah, man. He's better than ever. This is the best Dustin's ever looked. So yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let Dustin get his shit in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the first thing I have in my notes is Dustin is ageless. Yeah. He was a hot match. The crowd was on fire. Kudos to that crowd last night. Last mm-hmm. night. Holy shit. Cincinnati is for real. Yeah. Um, Black worked the knee beautifully in this match. He was always kicking at the back of uh, Dustin's knees, which is smart because... Dustin's tall and lanky with skinny legs. Mm-hmm. Um, he hit uh, Dustin with a back body drop through a table, which cut Dustin's elbow open, which was cool. Yeah. Not not the cut open elbow, but the, the back body drop through the table. Of yeah. Lots of cut elbows lately. I know. It's weird. People need to bring back the elbow pads. <laughs> I guess maybe that's it. Yeah. That's why they had elbow pads in the past. Yeah. Um, yeah, the uh, Dustin. What I liked was he he didn't quite have it in this match, but in like a in a kayfabe way, mm-hmm. like he was old and he was limping around, and Black was picking away at his at his knees and his joints. You could tell that uh, Dustin was hobbled. Um, but Black underestimated Dustin because he went out there and grabbed Cody Rhodes' boot out from under that ring. Mm-hmm. Threw it under... Uh, and I like commentary, too. He must have put that there before the show started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah, <laughs> made me laugh. Um, he takes that boot out, tosses it under uh, Dustin's nose, and Dustin fires up. Mm-hmm. It motivates him enough to hit a Canadian Destroyer, which was cool. I like that because he went for a Canadian Destroyer earlier and couldn't do it because he was too old and hobbled. Mm-hmm. Um Black at one point pulled off the pulled off the turnbuckle. Uh, Dustin's face goes flying into the turnbuckle, busts his mouth open, yeah, and then he was... bounces off the turnbuckle and gets hit with a black mass. However, Malachi Black can't quite, I guess, kick up to six foot five. <laughs> yeah, no shame to Alistair or Malachi because that's that's pretty high up there. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. So he kicks uh, Dustin in the shoulder. Dustin goes down like he got kicked in the face. I mean, it is what it is. It's wrestling. Guys aren't actually getting booted in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was. He's just too tall. Yeah. Malachi, Malachi Black isn't six five. Mm-hmm. What do you want him to do? He's not Stretch Armstrong. Yeah. Uh, tell uh, Tell Dustin to duck a little bit. Yeah. But I, I like the visual after he, he got pinned because blood is just pouring out of his mouth. It looked yeah, hard. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. That later on the show, but we'll announce it now. Um, it's announced for Arthur Ashe. We're getting Cody versus Malachi Black. Um, 
as far as I'm concerned, Cody's still retired. So yeah. we haven't heard from him. So that's a little weird. Yeah, it's weird he didn't come out at least at the end, but maybe they knew the st- show was already too stacked, so they had to... They could have just waited until Wednesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, it was weird. Or like, uh, even on... Uh, even for, um, I don't know, anything. Rampage, just do a little vignette of Cody mm-hmm. saying, I'm not done with you, or some yeah. shit like that. I, it seems a little weird to find out with a match graphic mm-hmm. after he... Last time we saw him, he was dead. Yeah. But I hope he comes fair. out with one boot on, though. I will say this uh, the story they're doing is honestly, it's beat for beat the Brody Lee story with Cody. Mm-hmm. Like right down to who Brody Lee's beating. Yeah. Or who Malachi Black is beating. It's like, uh, so. I don't know if Cody's trying to parallel it where like uh-huh. Cody came back and he was able to beat Brody Lee and they're paralleling this, like doing a parallel here. However, this time he's going to lose or if he's quite literally, we didn't see the, the end of that Brody Lee story. And I believe we didn't, uh-huh. that was not the end of that story. We didn't get it. It was very unfortunate, but that's life. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I'm wondering if Cody's just like, no, this is a story I want to tell. I'm just going to retell it with, with Black instead. Yeah. So Maybe. I'm interested uh, to see where it goes. I think he's Cody doesn't lose. win, though, at Arthur Ashe. <laughs> I, think, I think Cody's going to lose. Yeah. That's just you know my be, feeling on it. You know what would be kind of cool is if, you know, they're having their match and then uh, uh, Lee comes out and you know how they he tried to corrupt Lee. Was it last week or the week before in their match? Malachi did, and like he he mm-hmm. fully corrupted Lee, and Lee turns on Cody or something. That that'd be kind of cool. Like I would love Cody to just lose, and then this turns him heel. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool too. Like he comes out, he tries to do the same thing he did with Brody Lee, um, defeat the the dark evil guy, and good triumphs over evil. However, this time good doesn't triumph over evil. Because mm-hmm. yeah, like it's right down to the he has tweeted out an image, like an altered image of his logo, which is the, is the exact same thing he did with uh, with Brody Lee, where he treated he tweeted out that bloody mm-hmm. logo. This time it's on fire. It's like it's beat for beat the exact same thing. If he shows up with dark hair, then we know it's beat. Then it's definitely beat for beat. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like Cody, we saw this. Mm-hmm. So he's very self aware. So I have to think that he's got he's got a plan here. He's not just redoing it because he didn't get to finish it. Yeah, I think that he's like, like he's going to play up that it's going to end the same way. But no, Cody, this guy has your number. He is better than you. Mm-hmm. And anyway, that's how I would do it. That's, yeah. That's what I'm thinking, at least. I like that idea. Okay, so CM Punk. So CM Punk comes out. He's doing a promo. He's more fired up this time, which I liked. Mm-hmm. He said that uh, he said that he was worried about going out there and facing Darby, whether or not he had it. But it's like riding a violent bicycle, and I loved that. Mm-hmm. That's a great fucking line. Punk put Punk puts over Cincinnati. Punk puts over Mox and Suzuki. Punk puts over Aunt Linda and the fr- 
in the front yeah, that's row, cool that who is uh, Pillman Jr.'s aunt, who, as we know from um, Dark Side of the Ring, Dark Side of the Ring, she helped raise Pillman Jr. and his sisters after the tragedies that mm-hmm. that happened. So it was great to see her there. Um, he puts over every debut. Like it was the just the most wholesome fucking <laughs> promo you've mm-hmm. ever heard. Yeah. I, I I do I know people are I see people online saying like I'm just ready for him to turn heel, but this like super happy to be here punk is it's kinda nice because you've never seen it before. So it's like, oh this is kinda cool. Like him being happy about something. <laughs> you can't you can't just have what you want. You mm-hmm. have to do what works. What yeah. doesn't work right now is turning punk. Mm-hmm. You can't turn punk a week after he arrived. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. The fans will not boo him. Yeah. Unless he goes out there and GTS is Tony Schiavone. Yeah. If he put over uh, Aunt Linda and then GTS her, then, then maybe you'd get some Yeah, boos, then but... they would boo him. But fuck no, it's not going to happen. Give it a re- It will happen, just not mm-hmm. yet. Give it a rest. I'm tired of that shit. Like, I want exact. No, you can't just have your dream match because your dream match doesn't make sense within kayfabe and mm-hmm. within the within the world that they've created. Stop it. Yeah. yeah. Moving on. Okay. So he uh, he asks the fans, "Who would you like me to face next?" And they're all chanting different names. You hear a lot of mocks. I'm sure there's a lot of MJF. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of Daniels, Sting, all that stuff, and. But then you hear a, a voice intro. But first, it's Taz. But first, you hear Taz going, oh, "God damn it! Give me, give me, give me, give a, me mic. a mic!" Yeah. <laughs> and like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, because Excalibur. We didn't mention Excalibur's not there because oh, you, you got you got real loud again there. No, sorry. No, it's all right. I think you turned I it just, up full. Yeah, I just got excited. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, it's fine. But yeah, Excalibur wasn't there. We didn't mention that because he's getting married. So Taz is yes. on commentary. Right. Yes, that should be because otherwise you'd be like, why are why are these guys talking about Taz? Yes, yeah. he was on commentary. Um and he says, uh he tells Punk, Don't you speak the name of team of the names of Team Taz people? Don't you put Hobbs's name in your mouth? Don't you put Starks's name in your mouth? And CM Punk says, I haven't said their names once. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? They're on the Twitters mm-hmm. and the Facebooks <laughs> and all your YouTubes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you like know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> this is like an angry old man shouting at the clouds, mm-hmm. being angry about the Twitter machine. And he's like, you, you know what I mean? And it's like, and he has been, he was saying it like a year ago yeah. when people were asking, who do you want to see? He said Hobbs. He said Starks. He said Pillman. Um, so you and he said Darby. Like you can just pin. You can like draw a constellation. These <laughs> are the guys he's gonna face. It's gonna yeah. happen, guys. So don't be upset when he doesn't jump right to Danielson. Yeah. Um, the crowd loves it. Hobbs and Hook come. Hobbs and Hook come out beside Taz, and he says, he says, oh, you know what? Be, because I have uh, some old school respect for you, send me Starks, send me Hook, send me Hobbs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh fuck, this is yeah. awesome!" I was I'm so out. excited for him yeah. to elevate Hobbs and to elevate Starks and to give the first match for Hook 
against CM fucking Punk. Yeah, can you imagine? That's going to be awesome. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, so the crowd was into this, and we heard some some grumblings about this in our... Yeah, the Facebook group were in... It was like I was in the thread, and me and like one other guy were excited about this, and I, I had to tell everyone they were crazy because this is awesome. And it's like... Look. You want you can't be like Hobbs hey. and Starks to get over, so you put him with a legit megastar like Punk. Like that's how it works. <laughs> you can't say I need Hobbs and Hooks to get over and to and to stop. Like why aren't they on TV? Okay, this is how yeah. you do it. Mm-hmm. CM Punk's been saying the whole time, "I'm here to face the young guys mm-hmm. and to lift them up." That this this is it. He wasn't yeah. lying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and this, this is all, why he's here. All three of the dudes in Team Taz versus Punk are like going to be awesome matches. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be mm-hmm. good. It's going to be real good, and they're going to learn a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold and on. The promo battles sec. between Starks and and Punk. Oh my gosh! Come on. I'm just going to hit pause for one sec. Okay, okay we're back. Okay. All right. So the sorry for that. That was uh, the printer beside me was uh, being used and was going off so i just decided <laughs> to hit pause for a few seconds okay so next we have a ruby rose segment and she talks about ruby uh, Ru- what did i say ruby rose like the actress oh <laughs> okay i'm back again all right so yes not ruby rose ruby soho um she talks about how she has given an open challenge um she talks about uh, she didn't get here because she's lucky. And then Britt comes in and she wants to know um, why that they're, why they're wasting their time on Ruby Soho. She says that uh, Soho tells Britt that, that Britt's been hiding behind all these nicknames and catchphrases because she's afraid for people to see who she's not. And that is a proper face of the women's division. Brit tells Soho that uh, that she tells her to run away to catering where she spent the last four years of her life. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> First of all, because that's real life. Yeah. That's what happened to her. And her name's the runaway. <laughs> that's cool as hell. Yeah. And then Soho tells uh, Tony that she's going to, that she's going to whip his girl's ass. And this was not the first time that uh, Britt Baker has been referred to in this episode as Tony's girl. Mm-hmm. We'll hear more about that later. Oh man, I can't wait for that. That's, this is really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like brilliant stuff. Um, yeah, so that now we have Hobbs versus Dante Martin. And when I saw this match graphic come up, I was so fucking happy, man. Yeah. Because here's two guys. It's like Dante Martin has been pushed heavily. Mm-hmm. of late he's gotten tons of wins on dark and he got that mat he took kenny to the nth degree yeah um in that match and looked and wasn't was so much a star in the making that they had to give him a promo the next week mm-hmm. they're like this yeah. just needs to happen yeah and he got a he got a pretty good reaction too when he came out which is awesome mm-hmm. to see yeah it was good stuff um yeah and then hobbs Hobbs just needs to be on TV more. Yeah. So I, as soon as I saw this match graphic, I was just like, before Punk even said his stuff on the show, I was like, oh, this is how they're going to get to Hobbs and Punk. 
<laughs> Hobbs is going to win, and it's going to be his push, and then eventually he's going to get to Punk. This is great. And then, of course, lo and behold, Taz does that promo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, great stuff. Um, yeah, so then we had... Um, yeah, so this match was good. It was, uh, as we expect, the uh, the brute force of Hobbs versus the just absolute high flying of Dante, um, and it was Dante really struggling to get any consistent offense against the big man because you can't really flip around a guy that can just pluck you out of the pluck yeah. you out of the sky. Which, it's like fighting a brick wall. Like you just can't do anything to Hobbs, <laughs> which he saw early on when. Uh, he had kicked Hobbs out of the ring, but then he tried to do a tope, and friggin' Hobbs caught him like he was Thanos with the gl- with the gauntlet. Yeah. Just caught him with two arms on his shoulders. I was like, holy yeah. fuck. And Dante was still like, them. like sideways in the air. It was awesome. Look, look how you just like use the time stone to freeze him in the air or something. Yeah, it was so fucking cool. And then he <laughs> flung him against the post. It was like, yeah. damn. And then Hobbs just abused Dante for two thirds of the match. Mm-hmm. And Dante's face the whole time, so sympathetic. The crowd was so hot because they love Dante, and yeah, all they Dante want to... is legit a uh, uh, baby face. Like he, because he's only twenty, so he's like a legit yeah. baby face. <laughs> yeah, he he can't grow a beard. He yeah. can't grow a mustache. <laughs> yeah. He's basically in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, his facials are amazing. The crowd's booing because all they want is to cheer Dante. Mm-hmm. And Hobbs is not letting that happen. Uh, so, so Hobbs is getting lots of heat. Um, Dante did get an extended hope spot at the end because he got loose and he starts getting the starts getting his kicks in, starts getting his dives. He boots. Uh, he gets a near fall. He boots Hobbs out of the ring, and he goes for a tope, but Hook is there. And he decides, fuck it, I'm just going to jump over yeah, Hook. I like that. With a topek on Hilo and lands on Hobbs, and Hobbs cracked his head off the ground. Yeah. I rewatched that. His head bounced. Mm-hmm. So I heard, I read someone afterwards say that Hobbs was a little rattled afterwards. And I noticed that the second time I watched it. Um, because he, they, Hobbs comes back in the ring and he's not really moving around. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell he was he was labored, but it worked because it looked like a big man who was completely gassed out from the speedy guy. He was like, oh, I, I can't. He looked it looked realistic, mm-hmm. but he still caught Dante yeah. with a crazy spine buster for the win. Not a power bomb, mm-hmm. a crazy spine buster for the win. Yeah, a um, super high angle spine buster too. He got him way up in the air. With that oh spine yeah, buster. it was like a last ride spine buster instead of a power bomb. He <laughs> recovered that well. Mm-hmm. He he was reeling there, for, like like his hands were on the ropes and he was holding himself up, mm-hmm. and then he's just like, "Fuck it." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and that's how I said the match was going to end. Yeah. I tell, we we had a friend who was going to the show, and I texted him that that match was on the card, and I said, "Hobbs is going to pick him out of the air." Pick him out of the air off a dive for a uh, for a spine buster, and that's mm-hmm. exactly what happened. Yeah, and I liked um, during this match too. Like when they were fighting on the outside, you could hear Hobbs t- like talking shit to the crowd, like saying like "Bring out CM Punk" and stuff, and like "You want to boo me" and stuff. Is like in ring trash talk was on point during this whole match. It's 
good, man. It's good. Mm-hmm. And the more we see him, the better he gets. So mm-hmm. I'm happy to see that he's going to get an extended push because Punk's going to be out there every week. Yeah. So we're going to see Hobbs and Starks every week. This is good. I'm excited for that. And we're going to see Hook. Mm. Mm-hmm. Stark seems to still be in a feud with Cage. They got There's a little promo for that. I'm not going to talk about that on this, but. They got okay, weird. Because I want to see a promo battle between uh, Punk and Starks. Like, that'll be. Yeah. Amazing. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't think they need to run that back again, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Okay. So next we had freaking Dan Lambert again. I don't know. This has this has go away heat from me at this yeah, point. Yeah, I like Dan Lambert. Like when he was in Impact doing and, stuff, or he pretty much he did. I I hate the millennial stuff because it's like it's played it out. Yeah, it, I when he was in Impact, he just basically would just trash talk how much of, more of a wrestling fan he was than everyone and stuff, and that was funny. Like that's what he should yeah. be doing. But <laughs> oh, it's weird. It's like. It's such diminishing returns each time he does it, and he doesn't mm-hmm. add anything new to it. Yeah, it's just, like it's the same thing every time. So like, uh, like ha- his delivery is great. Mm-hmm. So if he had as some different material, this yeah. could be good. The first time he did it, I loved it. Yeah. Second time he did it, eh. third time he did it, okay, come on now. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth, it's like, give me a break. Yeah, at least they got to start having uh, the minute of the year. Like uh, that got jacked up again. They got to start having the minute of the year, uh, like wrestling. <laughs> it, like just have him come out as their manager, but they got to start wrestling more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think you're still up a bit, so turn it down a bit. Oh my gosh, that's weird. You're like way down now, so hopefully yeah. No, I, I turned myself down a bit, so now I'm, I'll turn myself back up. There we go. How how do I sound now? Fine. Okay, you're still a little loud though. Weird. Is that better? Maybe my microphone's too close to my mouth. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's like a, it's like someone just like jacked up your volume real quick all of a sudden. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't think I could turn you down much more if I won't be able to hear you anymore. Yeah, maybe I'll just turn down my volume. <laughs> there we go. Fuck it. Um, yeah, so... I don't know. The one thing that is kind of cool... I like their setup where they're in that little luxury box mm-hmm. and that they're telling, you want us to shut up? Come shut us up. I'm like, okay. I just, just get to the payoff, please. Yeah. Just get, get to the end. Yeah. Yeah, because like Archer hasn't even tried to do anything with them for a while and... Now Suzuki's here, and that's what I was hoping that would happen. Archer and Suzuki would team up against him, so let's just get to that. Archer and Suzuki's happening. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, that has been teased on Twitter. It, it is going to happen. Mm-hmm. They've acknowledged that they are that Archer is part of Suzuki Goon. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah. Um But we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Next we have a very polarizing segment. Um from what I have seen um, from the podcasts I've listened to or the reactions I've listened to is that MJF's promo was seen as peak, like aces, like the best thing in the world. Mm -hmm. However, it's very, very, it's 
extremely on the line. Yeah. So if somebody was offended by it, hey man, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like you can't really argue that. Like if you're offended by your because he is being offensive. Yeah. So like that's the that's the point. But if you're mad at it, you're mad at it, and mm-hmm. he he's done his job. Then at that point, yeah. Um, for me, he's uh, he's right in that Roddy Piper Roddy Piper wheelhouse, without crossing over to being a bigot mm-hmm. or attacking stuff that's off the board, like mental health or real world tragedies, sort of like what Max Caster did. You can't hit mental health. Yeah. And you can't hit sexual assault during an episode where you're donating money to sexual assault. Yes, that's not a good look. (laughs) You can't you can't hit those things. Those aren't things that can punch back, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, You can go after the town because that was funny as hell. He's talking about shit, shit, Cincinnati. Yeah, that made me laugh. And whatever the Midwest stuff is, the chili. Mac and whatever they eat there with the sp- spaghetti noodles with chili on top. Yeah, he said uh he's he's like the reason why they call it the Midwest is because it's mid and then he's naming all the things that are famous in Cincinnati. He's like mid. He's like your your famous chili mid. You're this mid. your Cincinnati Bengals mid. Like very funny stuff. I was dying. And then he targets Linda who is the woman that Punk was just putting over. Yeah. So again, this is hinting to an MJF feud mm-hmm. down the line. It's coming, guys. So you want Punk to face MJF? It's coming. He's hinting at it right here. Yeah. Like, this is it. Um, and uh, he ta- he's, he's ripping into Linda. He says he's going to knock her teeth down her throat. I was like, God, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. I was what does dying. This sweet old lady, do to you. <laughs> um, he targets Brian Pillman Senior. I get no, just Bri- Senior would be the grandfather. So Brian Pillman, <laughs> the loose cannon's daughter. He calls her uh, Roseanne. He says that she's uh, says that she's sixteen. Like 16 like pregnant. oh, someone from sixteen and pregnant. <laughs> He's just getting nuclear heat, followed by a huge pop. When uh, she grabs the mic from him and says, I'm Brian Pillman's uh, daughter. And and the crowd goes fucking nuts. <laughs> and he tells the fans, you know what? You don't like what I'm saying. Why don't you jump the guardrail? But I know you can't. And then Pillman's music hits and Pillman comes out and he starts shutting down MJF by uh, by putting over Cincinnati putting over Moxley, putting over his dad, saying that it is a a city of badasses and welcome to the jungle. And then MJF just laughs at him. He says, are you really trying to come out here and go word for word with the best promo in the company? (laughs) He's like, and then he goes after Pillman's mom calling her Methany. Yeah. I shit my pants. I was like, God dang. I was, it's one of those like, ooh, mm-hmm. but you're laughing. You're still yeah. laughing. He's like, oh, sorry, still... I got her name wrong. or something. <laughs> and then, of course, Pillman charges the ring. He's stopped by Wardlow, but then MJF starts belittling Wardlow. He's like, oh, Wardlow, are you going to help me like you did on Sunday? He's like, mm-hmm. why don't you get in the corner and look pretty? 
So Wardlow gets pissed off. He goes, stands in the corner, and fucking Pillman takes that opportunity to take down MJF, and he's just wailing on him. The crowd's going insane. He's stomping a mud hole. Then Wardlow turns around. He's like, oh, fuck. Fine. So he pulls off Pillman. Pillman doesn't care. Runs back around him. He's Mm -hmm. beating down MJF again. just ran around him because... Uh, even though Wardlow pulled him off, he did beat him up because he's still mad at MJF. So it was cool how he ran around him. Yeah. And then he picks Pillman up, gives him a German, and then out comes Garrison to, to save him. Garrison does not save him. No. He gets trucked by Wardlow. And then he gets hit by the diamond ring, and that's the end of the segment. And I was like, God damn, this is nuclear fucking. This is Roddy Piper. <laughs> this is yeah. what you want. You can't. This is old school heel. Mm-hmm. As yeah, long as the, you, as long as cool you're not heel. a bigot, mm-hmm. as long as you're not a bigot, we're yeah. good, man. Yeah. As I always say, like, uh, it's the it's the rules of battle rap, or the rules of distract or dis rap. It's like, don't say anything that you can't take back, but like, it's a uh, you're gonna hurt some feelings. That's mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was just phenomenal, phenomenal stuff and stuff that we don't see anymore. Yeah. Like you do not see this stuff anymore. Really good. Okay. So moving on, we had Jamie Hayter versus Ruby Soho. And some people didn't necessarily like this match. I loved it. Um, oh, I, and, I like this match. I thought it was good. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm pretty consistent with this. Um, I like gritty, violent, messy matches, mm-hmm. like where not everything's so clean, not everything, uh, not all the moves land exactly as you would, because it's a fight and it's a brawl, mm-hmm. and that is exactly the, uh, that's exactly what Jamie Hader's going for. She is messy, like mm-hmm. she's gonna fucking truck you. She's not gonna make you look pretty. Yeah. during her matches. Like she's going to, it looks like a struggle out there when she's, when she's, uh, when she's fighting you and not in like, she's struggling through the match, but like, it looks like you're, she's getting her fucking pound of flesh mm-hmm. and it works with Soho it works with her, with her character, with her gimmick, with her DIY punk aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, Soho's makeup was smeared all over her face by the yeah. end of this match, and that was fucking awesome. Yeah, they both by the end of the match, they both look like they're in a fight. Yeah, man, it was brutal. One of them, I can't remember who it was, but it got thrown like neck first into the ropes, which was awesome. That was Hater. She threw uh, Soho into the rope. That was gnarly looking. Yeah, man, it's so cool. Threw her so down on the bottom cool. rope. It looked rough. Rough, but like every time that happens and everyone's like oh this person's so dangerous this and that you always see wrestlers afterwards being like are you a wrestler mm-hmm. are you trained we're trained to take these bumps shut the fuck up yeah that happens <laughs> a lot with um ty conti like everyone's like oh she's too stiff and then everyone's like what are you talking about that's awesome like all the wrestlers are like she looks awesome and even uh stuff with um with nyla rose not nyla rose uh nia, nia jacks they're like uh, that's supposed to look like that. Mm-hmm. So just, uh, unless you've wrestled before, don't talk. Yeah. So like when I see this shit, I fucking eat it up. I love it. Me too. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, there was that miscue where they went. There's that electric chair spot, which looks like it. They could have been going for a poison rana. I think that's what she's supposed to do is a poison rana. But I guess maybe um, Hater didn't know because it's on her at that point to <laughs> flip back onto her head. She didn't. Instead, she just fucking electric chair dropped uh, Ruby on her fucking face, and that yeah. was dope as fuck. Yeah. I was like, I don't care that that didn't go well. It looks like a struggle. It mm-hmm. looks like someone tried to poison Ron her, and she said, fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, that's cool. I don't give a fuck. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for that. Um, that hater also doesn't give a fuck during commercials. She was just clobbering uh, Ruby Soho during the picture in picture. Yeah. <laughs> she hit her with a big backdrop on the apron and a freaking spine buster mm-hmm. in the middle of the ring during a commercial. Yeah. Like, just ate her shit for breakfast. And Soho would eventually get the win with her little drop down kick finisher, which mm-hmm. I don't really like that finish. I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think uh, she's super over. The crowd loved it. Britain Rebel run in. Um, and for the first time since Brit has basically broke her nose against Sheeta that one time, for the first time in like over a year, Brit got booed. Mm-hmm. For the first time, they got boos for Brit Baker. So fucking kudos right there. Yeah. When she came in and attacked Ruby Soho, it's a perfect placement of these wrestlers, mm-hmm. like pitting these two people against each other because they ain't booing Ruby Soho. Yeah. And then Riho comes out. She gets some licks in on I was Baker. So and so excited when Riho came out. I was like, fuck yeah, Riho. <laughs> and then she gets broken in half by Jamie Hayter. <laughs> Just snapped like a twig. And mm-hmm. I loved that too. Because mm-hmm. it made Jamie Hader. Jamie Hader's taken two losses now. One mm-hmm. in a one in a handicap match and one on a singles match. So she needs to look big. Because mm-hmm. she's going to be a star in the company going forward. So she needs to look big. So what, what better way to make her look big and strong and badass than have her take a former champion and snap her in half like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. And then Statlander comes in for the final save with the chair. I just loved it. I thought it was really cool. Um, it also kept Statlander sort of like in the top of the women's division mm-hmm. in that orbit with yeah. those, with all those women. I thought it was really good. And it set up a six, six woman match for rampage. Mm-hmm. So cool as hell, awesome. man. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, this was a lot of fun except for seeing Riho get destroyed. But I mean, I get why they did it, but. I don't like to see my girl get absolutely annihilated like that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. She makes she makes people look good, man. She can take mm-hmm. a bump like nobody else. Yeah. Who else are you going to fold in half like that? Mm-hmm. It's great. Not everyone can take that bump. So yeah. that's her job. <laughs> okay. Next we have Pinnacle versus Dark Order. I won't talk too much about the match, but um, the match, uh, it was about... The Dark Order, the the division it, within the Dark Order versus the synergy of the Pinnacle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pinnacle, well-oiled machine, Dark Order, they can't get their shit together right now. They are like split in like three. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, they could not get on the right track. They were tagging each other in and out violently. Um, there were miscues all over the place. Uno and Uno and Grayson were not on board with uh, tagging each other with, with Silver. Um, they were mistiming spots, mm-hmm. and one mistimed spot cost them. Even after they started to gel at one point, and they were like, "Yeah, okay." They threw up the hand gesture. They're like, "Okay, we got this." But then they had a mistimed spot. Uno got got hit off the got hit off the apron, and then that left Silver alone to take a triple team DVD for the loss. Mm-hmm. Uno took exception after the loss. He came in. He's calling out Silver, and Silver drops Uno. Stu drops Silver. Five drops Stu. Mm-hmm. Five is raining blows on Stu Grayson. Um, the women come out onto the ramp, but they don't even go in the ring. They're just like, fuck. We can't. We know. <laughs> We're not doing it. Yeah. And this is coming off the heels of on Dark, Five and uh, Five and Uno had a hell of a match. And in that match, Uno sent Five into the stairs hard on purpose. Mm-hmm hurting him like that this is good this is a good little thing they're doing here and this will bring hangman back yeah yeah that's all i kept saying this whole time like hangman your family needs you (laughs) he'll he'll be back i'm wondering when that'll be um tony khan confirmed in the the media press conference that hangman asked for a month off he gave it to him Mm -hmm. that's that's what this was yeah he asked for a month off for paternity leave which is awesome that he got. Yeah, it. I like it. I love it. Like right when he was about to have like the the biggest match of his career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. And who knows if you if this was going to happen anyways, because yeah. they were probably talking to Punk and Danielson anyways. But mm-hmm. I think we'll I think we'll see him shortly. Yeah, I think we'll see him shortly. I think his uh, his time off is probably coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next, I I really liked this segment. This was a bunch of little short little pr- vignette promos coming off the back of the women's battle royale. So first, it was Ty Conti and and Anna J, and this highlighted their feud with the Bunny and Penelope. Anna cutely cutting off uh, Ty Conti before she could say the word bitch, mm-hmm. yeah, which funny. I thought was funny. Um, so it was like, okay, there's a feud and a story there. Then you have Jade talking about how, uh, she put everyone on notice and she learned not to trust anybody in the division. And it highlighted Nyla turning on Jade. Okay. Setting up a feud there. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Then you have, uh, Nyla Rose and, uh, and Thunder Rosa talking about how there are forces within the division and it highlights, uh, Rosa's. Rosa potentially hinting at a feud with either Nyla or or even Ruby Soho, and then you have the Nyla Rose and Jade stuff. I just mm-hmm. they just laid it all out for us. Like, Which oh, is good. Yeah, great. Yes. Do these. Yeah. And have them on TV. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, for sure. Have them on TV. You you can do two matches. You're mm-hmm. not gonna lose the demo. Yeah. No one's gonna like, be upset. <laughs> you're fine now. Mm-hmm. Like you're good now. You have no competition. Mm-hmm. Just fucking one in the first hour, one in the second hour. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Okay. So next we had a very strange segment. This was 
uh, Tully in the back, and he's he first he inter- interestingly enough sets up a match between Sean Spears and Darby Allen for next week, which is okay, cool, and he's talking about how Sting always attaches himself to people to get himself over, just like how. And Tully sort of does that. He attaches himself to good units and they always succeed. And he says, you know what? Sting and I are going to get back in the ring for one more match. He's like, you're fucking what? He's taking some bumps. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I guess if you want to do like a, if this is leading to Sean Spears and Tully, versus sting and darby fine sure i'll mm-hmm. watch that yes yeah. of course i will watch that but <laughs> it's just the funny like cool mm-hmm. but what the fuck yeah fucking bellhop over here challenging sting to uh all right okay so moving on from that bizarre segment uh we had Pillman in the back in the trainer's office. He's looking after Griff Garrison after his assault. And he says that he talked to Tony and he had Tony set up a match for him and MJF at Arthur Ashe. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, that's cool. Look at this. Like, think about every single guy that CM Punk said that he wanted to face. Who were those guys? That yeah. was Brian Pillman. That was Hobbs. That was Starks. That was fucking Darby Allen. Like every single one of them is getting a push now, which is cool as hell. And mm-hmm. then he's interrupted by the acclaimed, which is this is interesting, and I kind of like it because the acclaimed had that feud going with. Uh, varsity blondes mostly on dark but that that's the feud that got max caster in trouble because mm-hmm. he was saying shit about uh julia hart and that's where he put his foot in his mouth repeatedly yeah. um but anyways they're they're paying it off and he gives uh max gives them flowers and he says that uh he also talked to coney to Coney, to Tony Khan. Coney <laughs> 2021. Um, he talked to <laughs> Tony and he booked a match between Caster and Pillman for Rampage. So we'll be seeing that tomorrow. So that's cool. Um, oh, speaking of uh, Friday Rampage, we're not doing a podcast for that because I'm seeing my parents. So yeah, we'll, we'll be skipping that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll be watching it, but I'll be watching it a uh, Later, probably later at night, and not recording a podcast. Yeah. Okay. So now we have, I thought, a f- absolutely fantastic segment. Yeah, this is awesome. This was so good. This was the elite with Adam Cole, Bebe. I don't know <laughs> if you've heard that his catchphrase is Bebe, but uh, he <laughs> said it about 85 times. Yeah, when I was watching this, I, I was like, uh, imagine him and Hulk Hogan talking to each other. Bay Bay, brother. Like, <laughs> just over and over. <laughs> It'd be hilarious. Yeah, this whole segment was really awesome, though. And uh, I'm actually kind of surprised by the end of the segment what they're leading to already, but it makes sense. 
Yeah, no, I I am as well, but uh, I get it. I get it. Um, So it starts with Dawn celebrating Kenny's number one spot in the uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated uh, Top 500 Wrestlers. That was, uh, it's funny. I like that. I think he was number one last year as well. And the year before was Moxley, or maybe last year was Moxley. I can't remember. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, I just know everyone's always mad whenever these come out on Twitter. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Kayfabe rankings. People are mad about kayfabe rankings. Mm -hmm. Whatever. (laughs) Um, So the Bucks announced that, like, yes, we we lost our belts, but uh more importantly we got our best friend back and then adam cole's music he comes out he's so over <laughs> such a star um the crowd is loving him they're cheering for him they're chanting his name he says it's, it's a sto- theme song's awesome too i really like his new AEW theme it's really good <laughs> um he says it's story time with adam cole baby mm-hmm. um and the crowd is all over him. They love him. But he's a heel. So what he does is he first says, before we go into story time, and then he turns and he addresses Tony uh, Shivani, and he says, I understand that you and Britt Baker are friends, but if you look at her the wrong way, I will break your glasses and whoop your ass. <laughs> and then he kicks Tony out of the ring, calling him a nerd yeah, get completely bored get rid of the ring nerd nerd faster nerd come on four eyes and holy fuck the crowd turned on him mm-hmm. and they are booing the shit out of him just like how the crowd turned on Britt baker earlier so mm-hmm. i don't know if these are just really good fans and they're like we're gonna do what you want us to do yeah because we're buying into your product and we're respecting your craft or this is just expert placement and decision-making by all involved on the show. Cause it happened multiple times where they turned the crowd um, to, to boo heels because mm-hmm. um, they've struggled with that, especially mm-hmm. with Britt Baker and Adam Cole with uh, WWE. He wasn't getting booed in WWE no. in NXT. He was getting cheered no matter what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was fan- this was crazy. Um, he says that he's uh, that he's new to AW, but he's been elite for a very long time, and the elite built this company. And I fucking love that he said that. Mm-hmm. He says he's like, I had a part in this company. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had a part in this company uh, being built. Like it's a uh, it's partly built off my legacy mm-hmm. uh, with the elite. So I loved hearing that. Then. He puts over the Bucks and Kenny as the two greatest wrestlers in their divisions. At some point, Kenny and Cole are going to come to. Oh, they're, yeah. they're going to come to a head, and that's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. And oh, you know what? We missed a little bit of news, but I'll get to it after the. At okay. the, we can talk about this segment afterwards. Um, and then he says, "Now the elite is complete," and in a. In a lesson in, I don't know what I was going to say there. I'm going <laughs> to take that out. 
Oh, yes. And a lesson in dropping the where and the when in a promo. Mm-hmm. He announces that I'll be wrestling my first match next week on Dynamite. I'm like, yes, this is yeah. re- this is a promo work uh, 101. And then he hands it over to Kenny. And, and Kenny says that he would love to celebrate with them all. But he needs to talk about his most hated thing. And that is being interrupted. And before he can even finish the word interrupted, cue Flight of the Valkyries Mm -hmm. Booty Shaker remix. (laughs) And out comes uh, Brian Danielson. Kenny Kenny asks the elite for the room, which I thought was funny. So the elite all leave the ring. (laughs) I just love these. Can I have the room, please? Yeah. (laughs) In front of like fucking... 14,000 fans. Yeah. Um, he invites Danielson into the ring. Danielson immediately steals the mic. Um, he asks the fans, do you want to see me fight Kenny? Of course. Mm-hmm. The fans are like, they're going fucking rabid. Yes, they do. But he says, ah, oh, you know what? Kenny's telling me that's not how it works around here. So then he proceeds to goad Chenny, Chenny, to goad <laughs> Kenny into challenging him um, by playing off his vanity by saying that Kenny's afraid. Kenny, of course, takes a swing at him, but is immediately taken down and put into the, into the yes lock, and he's tapping out. Mm-hmm. And then the elite, being the jackals that they are, they swarm. They're all beating down on on Brian Danielson, but I love he did not relinquish that hold right away. Yeah. He's like, fuck yeah. you, I'm removing this guy's yeah. head. Because Cutler came in first and started spraying him with a cold spray, and he just no-sold the cold spray. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> of course, in come the faces, Jurassic Express, Christian, Kazarian, which is of note. Mm-hmm. And Kazarian and Jungle Boy specifically beat up Adam Cole. So Jungle Boy is going to be his first major feud. Mm-hmm. Kazarian is the guy he's facing in the match yeah. on, on Dynamite. So there you go. They're really good at, at that shit. Yeah. Um, Danielson then delivers the knee to the stooge brandon cutler good shit Mm -hmm. so this was amazing but what i wanted to uh mention which i didn't mention in the news which is crazy is um kevin owens is probably leaving wwe yeah i forgot all about that (laughs) yeah so uh kevin owens if people don't know he was in a very very well received stable in in pro wrestling gorilla before they stopped doing Mm storylines they used to have storylines and that stable was the young bucks adam cole and kevin steen which was uh kevin owens former name and after adam cole debuted uh adam cole or kevin owens briefly tweeted the coordinates to mount rushmore which was the name of their stable stable and then he changed his um, the location to where he's located on his Twitter to almost there. And the Young Bucks tweeted their location or changed their location to there. Mm-hmm. And then, and people were like, holy, didn't he say he had a five-year contract that he signed in 2018? Yada, yada, yada. And I kept trying to an- answer every single one of those people saying, yeah, uh, SRS talked about that last week. He said that's not accurate, and he took it off the site. It's mm-hmm. not accurate. Blah, 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 blah. He took it off the site. 
then Sean Rossat reports through Fightful later that day that yeah, they renegotiated his contract and he's his contract is done in January. Mm-hmm. So happy birthday to me. Yeah. It's my birthday's in January. And <sighs> it looks like he's all but done. Holy yeah. fuck. If oh man, if he could get him there, then they just need Sami Zayn and then it's like PWG's just AEW. <laughs> or AEW's just PWG. <laughs> or Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, here's what I said about, this is why I said Adam Cole is going to come to a head with Kenny Omega. I think you could eventually see, um, Kevin Owens appear and then Mount Rushmore sort of form in the background Mm -hmm. and then turn on Kenny. Yeah. Which if you go back and watch the old being the elites before Cole went to WWE, they were kind of going towards that. And then I think Cody came in and took over that role of the elite member that feuded with Kenny. I, if you go back and watch the old ones, it really looked like they were going to do that with Cole. Mm-hmm. I loved that storyline that they were doing that they mm-hmm. ended up having to cut short. Yeah. It was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, uh, I think a Mount Rushmore versus, I don't know, just Kenny. Kenny and his guys. I don't know. Like, if that was like the downfall of this heel elite group, that would be cool. Mm -hmm. Who knows if they'll do that? I think think they'll do either Mount Rush performing or at least Adam Cole taking over and kicking Kenny out. Or Adam Cole and, I don't know, maybe Kevin Owens Mm -hmm. um, against, I don't know. Because it's hard to imagine Kenny against the Bucks again, but we'll see. Yeah. It'd be cool though. I mean, it's a uh, it's fun to think about. My God, but I'm just excited <laughs> that we're getting Danielson versus Omega already. Yes, I would say we're probably getting it at Arthur Ash. I see. That's what I was thinking, but they may do like a big Tin Man tag or something at Arthur Ashe. Maybe, but I think they got to do something. They got to give us one big major singles match. That's I mean, not if they do Cody that at versus. Ash, that's oh, not Cody head versus head. Malachi. No, 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 no. It could be Mox versus someone Japanese. If it's Tanahashi, that'd be insane. I don't think they could get Tanahashi. No, because the uh, G1. G1 starts soon. All right. Well, speaking of Mox versus Japan, the main event, and we should get this out of the way. This was the only thing I hated about last night. But they've yes. turned it into a storyline, so it's it is <laughs> it is unconscionable what they yeah, did. Criminal, criminal. Like you do not uh, sign Minoru Suzuki for a match and not allow his full entrance with Kazai Ni Nare. Mm-hmm. You do not cut that off. Yeah, I don't care if your broadcast is is fucky because of timing you figure it out mm-hmm. you figure it out especially with how the they went off the broadcast they had moxley just celebrating in the crowd for like yeah, four you could have cut that a lot sooner if you didn't want to do kazani narai yeah man have moxley celebrate for a minute mm-hmm. like um suzuki's music isn't that long yeah <laughs> I don't know. It was very strange. 
Um, I was watching, as I said, because I was on the toilet. Um, <laughs> I was 15 minutes late, so I was a full segment behind. And we were texting, and you said, ooh, there's something that made me uh, very sad about the main event. And you're like, I'm not going to tell you. And you said, it didn't affect my enjoyment of the match. I was like, <laughs> what could possibly have made Brad sad about a Minoru Suzuki match? Yeah. <laughs> and so, I had my Suzuki shirt on. I was ready to watch him wrestle and everything. <laughs> and as soon as his music cut, I just texted you, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, they did. That's blasphemy. Yeah. Yeah. That is blasphemy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I thought I had missed it at first. I was like, did, was, did I miss it? And then I was like, wait, no, they just cut his music. What the hell? You can't do this to me. Yeah. So the match itself was a sprint. And I like mm-hmm. that. Some people were com- complaining. They're like, oh, you should have gotten 15 to 20 minutes. And I, no. I don't know that you've ever seen a Suzuki match then. Suzuki barely goes over 10 minutes normally in his matches. Especially now that he's 53. Like, come on. He's in great shape and he looks great, but he's still 53. Like, he can't. (laughs) This was a Minoru Suzuki match through and Mm -hmm. through. The longest one I've ever seen was the one with Barnett. And that was was something different. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, this match was a sprint. And I love that. And sprints are good. Mm -hmm. I... 10 minute and 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 less and fewer minutes that's a that's not a bad thing those matches can be excellent and i thought this was Mm -hmm. um i had no issue with it they blistered elbows there was laughs back and forth which Mm -hmm. you have to have in a suzuki match yeah got the pump kicks the shoot palm strikes, the draping I, arm bar over the God, I fucking love it rope. Suzuki goes into his palm strikes. It's always gets me every time. <laughs> it's like now, whenever I watch Bloodsport, it's just not good because <laughs> I'm like you're not Suzuki. Yeah, <laughs> he makes it look real, and so does Ibushi. Ibushi's really good with it too. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the big lariats, the dueling bites. Yeah, the dueling headbutts, which I think is where Minoru Suzuki um, busted open his yeah. eyebrow. Because I was looking for it, because I watched it, and then I went and watched it back, and I couldn't, I didn't see any evidence of any move that could have busted him open. Um, they did elbows from the knees, but those were in the neck, mm-hmm. and uh, because one of their headbutts, they were doing the protected headbutts, and then the last one was. Skull on skull mm-hmm. for both of That's them. That's probably what did it. And um, Suzuki bleed is terrifying because he doesn't bleed a lot in his matches, but he looked like a maniac. <laughs> if he ever wanted to do face paint, mm-hmm. just remake that. Yeah, it would look really cool. Um, yeah, so Suzuki then he ducks a he ducks a lariat, goes into the sleeper, and then he he gets him into the gotch style pal driver attempt, and you could see he was starting to bleed there. Mm-hmm. So the only move that it could have been was the headbutts at that point. Yeah. And, but he gets out of it and, and Mox turns it into a paradigm shift, a big lariat. Suzuki kicks out at one. Yeah. Which is awesome. Off of the paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. Like, God damn. Talk about being put over strong. Mm-hmm. Then Mox, then he kicks Mox in the face and licks his own blood. Yeah. That's is, what I mean. He looked insane, man. It was awesome. 
fucking good shit. And then Mox hits him with two stiff punches. Minoru just sort of like passes out on his chest. Mm-hmm. And then Mox hits him with a paradigm shift for the win. And then again, he went and celebrated in the crowd for like four minutes. Yeah, you did, we didn't need to see four minutes of that. You could have totally kept the Kazuni Narai in there. Yeah, what a fucking... But like I said, they, they've turned it into a storyline, so... Yeah, cool. so there's a tweet that was put out by AEW that says, uh, Suzuki-Goon members. They mm-hmm. specifically referred to Lance Archer as a Suzuki-Goon member. Lance Archer, or protege of uh, Minoru Suzuki and and Suzuki himself are furious at the hometown treatment that uh, that Moxley got during the homecoming. And they are coming to Dynamite this next week to air their fucking grievances. Yeah. So it's like, oh shit, here we go. Production dudes, do not be at ringside because you are going to get beat up. <laughs> Mox would have been pissed with that too. Mm-hmm. He probably did not like that at all. This yeah. might even be his idea. And like, they got some back, they got some heat for that last night online. Mm-hmm. There, people were mad. Yeah, I like, was. We were. We were both. Some of them, like, it's yes, because like, especially with how bad the pandemic is in Japan, like, no one's been able to do it for like over a year. No, it's a, it's a legendary entrance. Mm-hmm. You have to give the legendary entrance. Entrance. You can't. You cannot book that man and not do that entrance. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows. So. Yeah, but I'm happy they're turning into a storyline. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah, it's good. Good stuff. Um. AW always does this. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the reasons why Turn I love in, them. Uh, what did Stone Cold say? Uh, making chicken salad out of chicken shit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we're looking next week now. And we're looking, well, not even next week. We're looking tomorrow. And yeah, these I, matches. I still get used to say next week, but it's just two days. These later. matches have already happened. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently so they were very spoiled. good. Yeah. We had a friend who was there. Did I don't know the results. I don't look for the spoilers. Yeah, he didn't but say. Yeah. The results, but he said you got to watch Pac versus Andrade. Yeah, so very exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so first we have Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Rebel, and Jamie Hayter versus Ruby Soho, Riho, and Chris Statlander. I love this. I don't really love um, Rebel continuing to be in these matches because it's kind of like Rebel's just going to take the pin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I obvious whenever they, whenever they do it. I don't, know, she's, she's, I don't know. She's just not that good, but whatever. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I mean, she's a comedy character, so she plays I like her. well. I like her. I, ju- I think she's fantastic, but put her best foot forward. Mm-hmm. Okay, then we have Max Caster versus Brian Pillman Jr. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. This is what we wanted when they, uh, when they said that Rampage was happening. Give us the guys that have been uh, stuck on Dark. This is the guys stuck on dark in a singles match getting pushes. Yeah. Like to see it. Um, then we have Darby Allen and Sting are going to respond to. What does that say? <laughs> I respond to Tolly Blanchard. So Tolly Blanchard. Fucking... <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. But all I right. Bet they do a tag match at Arthur Ashe. Yeah. The... That's when they do the tag match. Okay. And then we have Pac versus Andrade. Yeah. And honestly, this could have been the whole hour yeah, for me. Yeah, and I wouldn't have minded. No, it would have been great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good shit, man. Uh, that looks uh, 
that's a solid Friday mm-hmm. card. Um, I'll try to live tweet. So if you follow our Twitter, though, which yes. I had some pretty good jokes on Wednesday night, if I don't say so myself. Yeah, you were you were <laughs> cracking a few off. I liked it. <laughs> um, then for next week we have Adam Cole versus Frankie Kazarian, Darby Allen versus Sean Spears, Jade Cargill versus Layla Hirsch, which I've been begging for that match for, yeah. the, long, for the longest like time. Tony Khan heard you on here and said, all right, Mike, here you go. <laughs> it's it's like, hmm, this... Because Jade can't just squash Layla. Nope, nope, nope. Like, they got to they gotta put together a little match here, so I'm I excited about if, that. Like, Layla will, like, German suplex Jade or something. I want it. Yeah. <laughs> I really want it. I, it'll look awesome. It'll look like a seesaw. Just, <laughs> just straight on her head. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Cody. Then we have the match graphic for September twenty second in Flushing Meadows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black. It's strange that we're see- that we see that right now before we've yeah. heard from Cody. Yeah. It's, it's, last time I heard from him, he's retired. So yeah, it was it threw me off whenever it just kind of popped up in the middle of the show. I was like, what the hell? I feel like you could have waited a week. Like mm-hmm. last time when this happened, Cody ran out and beat up uh, Brody Lee and then announced the match for the next week. Mm-hmm. So just could have just done that. If you hear that, that's my dog. Like a uh, clip clopping down the stairs like a miniature <laughs> horse. Hey, buddy. Okay, so uh, yeah, great show. Next week looks good. A little quieter in terms of the matches, but Which that you, you're coming off a of pay per view. You can't every week can't be insane as this week was. Because well, I don't here's think the thing: take it. The biggest, craziest things this week, as far as matches, were the or as far as what happened, were was the was the talking, was mm-hmm. the angles. Um, For sure. Yeah, I cannot wait. Like, I have to say, last night, last night had a chaotic energy, and I've talked about that before. <laughs> it was a blistering pace, which is why some people may have thought that it felt rushed. It never felt rushed to me. It didn't feel rushed to me at all. It just felt like, well, man, we're cooking. Like, <laughs> it felt like I couldn't breathe. I'll give it, <laughs> it, it. It felt dangerous. It felt dark. It felt gritty. <laughs> I needed like an antacid afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's like, holy shit, I can't look it, away from this TV. It honestly made the two-hour show feel like a one-hour show, like how fast it went. It was, they were, they're sprinting through it. Like they, there was no downtime. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, like there was no segment where I thought, ah, oh, these guys went long. Mm-hmm. And that's why Minoru got cut. Like none of that, it felt like they were hitting the marks and they were doing everything they meant to do. Mm-hmm. But like you, maybe MJF. Whenever there's an MJF talking segment, sometimes I think those tend sometimes to be the shows. Long, yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't read that way in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like it, it comes off very naturally. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I think uh, I think we're good. Yep, probably our All shortest right. episode ever. Yeah, in a while. Yeah. In a while. All right, we will uh we'll see you next week. See you. Bye.